Hello, and welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Del Jarvis, and with me today is co-host Tara Barrett. Tara, welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, okay, so today we are exploring the world of the SUF, the Society of United Fishermen. Um, the, the Heritage Foundation, Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador, where we work, we, we are involved with intangible cultural heritage, but the, uh, the other half of our office deals with built heritage. Um, so they're the office that designates heritage buildings in the province. Um, and, and sometimes those two worlds intersect. Sometimes we help them, um, record uh, stories and information about particular buildings, or we might help communities who are doing some work researching buildings that they're, that they're hoping to designate. And the Society of United Fishermen Hall in Pooch Cove is one of those, uh, types of buildings. So the SUF Hall, it's a, it's a long, low building. It's kind of painted gray right now. It, it, it's being used for storage uh, at the moment. Were you with us when we walked? No, we walked I've actually it? never been in there, so oh, I'm trying to picture it. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's an interesting building. The interior is still fairly original. It's just packed full of fishing gear right now. But the idea is that the town wants to, uh, I guess, revitalize that building and turn it into a community heritage arts center of some kind. So they came to us and, and uh, are interested in learning a bit more about the, I guess, the social aspect of the building, the the social side, the social history of the of the building. So back in July, uh, you and I we went out to Pooch Cove, and you were scanning in a bunch of photos. Uh, people had brought what they had brought wedding wedding photo. photos yeah. for the most part. There were several wedding photos and uh, a couple of photos of. Uh, different people who had, I guess, been involved in the SUF. And then um, we also brought our makeshift, uh, the makeshift photo box. Our little photo box. That you and yeah, Rachel we had made out of yep. the Tupperware. Um, and so I was also taking some photographs of um, the different items and the regalia that people brought in. So the different kind of uh, materials that the men would wear as part of the SUF. Yeah, the kind of the collars and the aprons and, and things like that. Someone had a gaff, uh, which was an important part of some of the rituals. Uh, some funeral photos, uh, there were, because one of the stories that people were telling that night was about the hearse. Yes. Yeah. That and was, how it could be rented out. Yeah, that you, if you weren't a member of the SUF lodge, um, and you needed a hearse for a funeral, you could go to the SUF and, and pay them a small fee and they would rent you, uh, the hearse. And then, and there was a little hearse house that was kind of close to or adjacent to the SUF, which is no longer there, but... The lock. <laughs> they <laughs> Somebody had brought in, yes, the lock from the uh, from the hearse house, and they so I photographed that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, the main part of the night was uh, having local people tell stories, and that's what we've got today. We've got uh, a couple clips. We've got two clips. And it was a it was a long night. Lots of people told stories. We've narrowed it down to two that we want to play for you. Uh, and the first one is Eugene Costella, and he is uh, one of the surviving members of the SUF Lodge. It hasn't been used uh, for a number of years. There was great debate about when the last meeting uh, in the building was, uh, and how long the lodge hasn't really been active in the community. But uh, Eugene was, was a member and had great memories of the building and. And I think at the end of it, he even sings a little bit of a song. <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to hearing it then. So here we go, Eugene. 
Eugene Castella, and uh, I'm, I was born and bred in this place as well, and there's no trouble to find out where I was born. If you drive down through the, uh, through the commune to town, uh, you'll see a lane called Castella's Lane, and uh, that's where I came from. That's where I was born and bred. Anyhow, um, um, I, I won't probably be as detailed as Ed because uh, he has uh, he has recorded some recorded history. But being a member of the uh, SUF, uh, there are many many things that I uh, I remember about it. Um, maybe I should uh, explain a, a little bit to you about uh, about how the SUF uh, lodge was set up. Um, I I became a member of the uh, the lodge in. 1954. That's a long time ago. Um, may, um, some of you probably weren't born then. But anyhow, uh, uh, when you become 18 years old, you were uh, eligible to uh, become a member. And I became a member. And I recall that uh, uh, the night that I joined uh, the, the lodge, it was uh, Mr. Will Ryan. That's uh, Gerald Ryan's father, because there were several Will Ryanses. And uh, he was the person who, uh, who who let me in because you had to be let in. And uh, Georgie Bragg was uh, the uh, was the master of the lodge at the time. And oh, by the way, uh, the uh, the master of the of the SUF was referred to not as the worshipful worshipful master, but the worthy master. Worthy. The the worshipful master was of the Orange Lodge. And, <laughs> and there's, that was the difference. Across the, across the garden was, an, was another society called the, the, the Orange Society, which is still pretty active somewhere. And, and so is the issue. As a matter of fact, uh, we, we, uh, we, we just came back from Eastport uh, uh, on Saturday. We were down to the uh, accordion festival down there, and they, they have a beautiful issue of hall down there, which is, uh, which is quite uh, active. They had... Uh, uh, CBC was there at the time recording a, uh, a land and sea program. Yep. Uh, anyhow, um, the, uh, the, the Society of United Fishermen, being a, f a lodge of fishermen, um, um, the lodge was formed uh, by uh, the Reverend George Gardner, and it was, it was for the purpose of helping, helping people. Uh, he, he figured that, you know, everybody was poor, and uh, they were fishermen, and he, figured, he you know, he, he could see that if everybody came together uh, and and shared the little bit they had, then uh, then uh, it could be, uh, um, you know, um, given to persons who really needed it, and that's that's where that's why he organized uh, that. But for some reason or other, and I don't know why, but. Uh, the, the Society of United Fishermen became somewhat of a secretive society. In other words, you were a member of the society. Everybody knew uh, around knew you were a member of the society, but uh, it, it was sort of secretive as what went on when, when uh, on a meeting night when, uh, the, the, when the meeting started and the doors were locked because the doors were locked and uh, nobody had nobody could enter uh, while while things were going on in there but uh, being a member they they uh, they they were all good things i can tell you that <laughs> uh, the uh, the the lodge was set up 
in such a way that uh, that it, it represented a, a fishing ship. Uh, when you came through the door, um, if, if you were a member, when you came through the door, the, uh, the, the, there was a person sitting at the door. And he was referred to as the lookout. Every ship, uh, I think, has a lookout. Is that right, Roy? That's right. Every ship has a has a lookout. And when you uh, when you went in, uh, when you went in, there there was a person sitting uh, on on your right, and a person sitting on your left, and and then another person uh, ahead of this person on your right, and then uh, up on the stage uh, there were the, uh, the the other officer, the secretary, uh, the treasurer. And uh, and the worthy master. Now the lookout. The the uh, there was the um, the person on your right uh, was uh, uh, what the the person on your left was the the first the first officer, and the person on your left was the person up here. Was the second officer, and I just had I just I just had it in my mind, and and I've uh, I've uh, forgotten it. You can uh, you can imagine, of course, I joined in 1954. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah. Anyhow, it might come in my mind, and uh, and so the meeting started. Oh, but, oh yes, and uh, and then on the left side. Was uh, was the chaplain, and uh, I was the chaplain for many many years. As a matter of fact, I was the chaplain for so long that uh, we always read the same passage of scripture uh, uh, at at the beginning of a meeting, and it was always read from the King James version, which you don't hear uh, very much of uh, now. And uh, I read it so often that I can recite it. Uh, 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 quite easily, uh, every every word of it. And uh, <laughs> well, some some of it goes like this, and, and you'll understand why. I won't read. Um, and uh, and Simon Peter said unto them, "I go fishing." And they say unto him, "And we come with thee." And so they went forth and entered into a ship. And, but that night they caught nothing. When the morning was come, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not know it was Jesus, and. Uh, that, that disciple whom Jesus loved said, It is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fisher's coat onto him and cast himself into the sea, for he was naked. And so on and so on. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, and that, uh, that's, the, that's, the way, uh, that's the way it goes. Anyhow, so the meeting came to order, and uh, uh, the, the first thing that had to be done was that, oh yes, the quartermaster, this, that, that's right, that was the, the, the person here. And yes, so the worthy master, chief officer, quartermaster, worthy chaplain, purser, secretary, and chaplain. The, um, then, then, uh, the, the, the lookout, uh, had to, uh, went around and, uh, and heard the, the password. You had to have a password. If you didn't know the password, then, uh, uh, you know, you weren't allowed to stay. But of course, everybody who was there knew the password because they were, they were members. And you went around the password. And you had to whisper it. And every year the password changed. 
Every year the, the password changed and so the, the meeting began with the reading of Scripture and, and there was an open Bible uh, throughout the meeting and uh, the, the meeting closed with the closing of, uh, uh, of the Bible. So uh, then, then the, the, the work was done, the various things that had to be done, the minutes were read and uh, I can't remember anybody uh, ever being secretary uh, except Henry Williams and uh, he must have written uh, hundreds of, uh, of minutes. Um, Anyhow, um, so that's that's a little bit about the way things were set up. I can't tell you too many things because, as I say, it was a secretive uh, kind of a secretive uh, meeting. But well, yeah, that's right. You have you have the minutes, but <laughs> and I'm sure that the uh, the lodges that are uh, functioning at the present time wouldn't wouldn't approve of uh, no, not not at all. But uh, as I say, everything that went on in there inside those locks doors. Everything was, uh, uh, was, was good stuff. And uh, it, you went there feeling good and you left there feeling better. Um, and, and I loved the, the, uh, the, the Fisherman's Lodge and I was in it. On, uh, I was a member of it until it, uh, until it uh, discontinued. Uh, in, uh, I suppose, in the 60s or somewhere around there. Somewhere there. Now, uh, the, the, uh, the lodge, uh, the, the SUF in the province also had, had the, there was a district grand lodge, which was made up of the lodges in a certain area, like, uh, like Puchkov, uh, Clifton Lodge, the Lodge of St. John's, the Lodge of, uh, um, uh, a couple of lodges up in CBS, and 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 they would uh, and, and Petty Harbour, uh, yeah, and and they, uh, they this made up the district, uh, what they called the district Grand Lodge, and then there was the Grand Lodge, and uh, the Grand Lodge of course <clears throat> uh, had uh, um, had their uh, executive, and they met. Monthly, I was the, uh, I was, as a matter of fact, I was the Grand Lodge purser. Uh, you weren't called the treasurer, uh, in the Grand Lodge, you were called the purser. And the per, that, the person who handles the money on a ship is, uh, is referred to as the purser. And I was Grand Lodge purser for a number of years, and I used to go to those meetings, and sometimes when I, every, when I go to church on Sunday morning, I drive to pass by that, that, uh, um, that building, and, uh, there were about, Eight or ten of us in in that room, and the room was about half as big as a kitchen. And everybody in there smoked either cigarettes or cigars or the pipe. And I uh, I, I always came out with a terrible headache. <laughs> no, no such thing. You didn't even know what mar- marijuana was. But how? But when the when the meeting was over. After the meeting was over, then uh, the uh, the Grand Secretary uh, reached into uh, into his uh, satchel and he pulled out a bottle of black rum. <laughs> so you so you ended uh, you ended up the, me- the meeting. Everybody everybody had a drink of uh, of a black rum. I don't know what happened to what was left over. Probably used in the next meeting. Anyhow, that uh, that's uh, that's the way uh, that's the way uh, that went. Um, this New Year's Day uh, thing, it, it started off uh, right after lunch, there was a church service. 
right right after lunch at home, that is. Everybody uh, met, and there was a church service, uh, and it was... for a long time, it was held in the Anglican uh, Church because, for some reason or other, the issue was sort of associated with the Anglican Church. Now, it was never meant that way. The issue lodge was open to any Christian uh, denomination. But we never had a Roman Catholic in there that I can recall but later on, uh, uh, later on, the, we had United Church people. As a matter of fact, uh, Harold Newell uh, was uh, was the um, was the, the, the worthy master for a while, and then the uh, and, and then we used to uh, alternate and have our, our our services in the United Church and the Anglican Church. Um, New, uh, so uh, we had the uh, we had the church service. Then uh, then after the church service, there was the parade. You paraded th- uh, through the community. Then after the parade, uh, the things got the, the hall got opened up, and you had uh, you had your your big spread. And it was it was a big spread of uh, you know a uh, uh, cold plate uh, cold plate dinner, and then after that. There was a concert, and we spent uh, we, we spent uh, the weeks and weeks preparing for uh, a, a concert. Uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, I, I can remember uh, uh, Warwick Sullivan uh, 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 playing his guitar and, and and singing an old Hank Snow song. And that was the that, that was the first concert that I can remember that I was into. And then I I was into every other one. Uh, after that, of course, while they were going on, and then after the concert, it was a dance. And so it went on to the wee hours, and uh, as uh, as Ed said, um, somebody played. Uh, uh, the um, the society um, later on bought a, uh, a thing that played seventy eight records, and they had a whole stack of those. I have one of them at home uh, now. That, uh, that uh, you know, uh, that, that came from the lodge. Um, and uh, that, that's what they used for, dan- for dances. Uh, and they'd put, they'd, in the summertime, they'd put the, uh, they'd put the speaker out in the window so that uh, you, could, you could hear the, hear the music all through the community on a nice... On a, on yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was it was hard to get to sleep, but you'll re- you'll remember it as, <laughs> for for sure. And then uh, and then uh, a little bit later on, uh, there were uh, you know were, were, there were a few bands. Um, like for example, I, I think the first band, actual band that played there, if if uh, if you could call it a band, was uh, uh, Jackie Sullivan and uh, Mackie Nolesworthy. And yours truly, and we called ourselves the Barnyard Boys, <laughs> and uh, we played. We played for. Uh, we played for dances. We used to play for. Uh, and if the CEWA or the la- the church ladies had uh, had a function, we played for them. And uh, of course, uh, w- we got paid for that. We charged them twenty five or thirty dollars for uh, for for that, and they grumbled with us for charging charging us. But uh, you know, that's the way it was. We were abandoned. We had to make a living. <laughs> um, uh, 
And then some other bands uh, played there. Uh, you know, there were bands used to come from St. John's, and uh, and, and and they got re- those things got really popular, and and uh, practically everybody in the community uh, would would come around. Either they'd come to listen to the music or or come to dance. Um, there's lots of other things that I can I can recall. Oh yeah, the the, the one thing that I, I I wanted to say about uh, about the uh, about the actual uh, uh, meetings was that we always started off with a, we we had a, a I don't know you could probably call it a theme song. And uh, I've, for the life of me, th- there are two lines that I uh, that I I, uh, I can't remember. And if I think hard enough, I I might. But uh, well, after the after the the, the prayers and and every no, the the, sir, uh, sir, the the meeting ended with with the song, and it was uh, Newfoundland is the gem of the ocean, the home of the brave and the free. In a fisherman's estimation, no land can compare unto thee. And there are a couple of lines that I can't remember, and that's, And our banners make enemies to tremble, when born by the red, white, and blue. When born by the red, white, and blue. When born by the red, white, and blue, our banners make enemies to tremble. When born by the red, white, and blue. <laughs> and if I think hard enough, I might remember the other couple of couple of lines. Anyhow, that, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, I, I, I can stay here for, uh, for uh, two hours myself and, and uh, talk about the Fisherman's Lodge. That was Eugene Costello there. One thing I found really interesting about the event at Apuchkov was just how uh, open people were to telling us some stories about the SUF because the SUF was one of those societies, like, I guess, the Masons, that was a bit they're kind secretive. of secretive, yeah, yeah. yeah. They certainly had their their rituals, which you heard a little bit about there, and um, yeah, they weren't open to the general public, you know. And and even today, there's still a bit of secrecy surrounding the the specifics of the of the ritual. Um, you know, people talked about the, the funerals and how there was kind of a, a ceremony that the that the SUF would do. And I think this is true with many of these fraternal organizations in the province. I know my my late father-in-law was a member of the Orange Lodge, and when he when he passed away, the Orangemen came to the funeral home and they did a li- their own little kind of service. Um, and and it's, it's a nice kind of community thing that they oh, would, yeah. they would do, I, I guess. Um, so that was one of our storytellers there, Eugene, uh, and. The the next one we're going to hear isn't so much about the uh, the lodge itself, but some of the things that happened inside the lodge. And I'll and I'll let the speaker introduce herself and uh, and tell you a tale. I'm Shirley Bragg from Pochco, raised down along the shore, but I'm living off the cove now. But I'm sorry, I cannot give you much information on the SUF lodge. I wasn't familiar that much with the SUF Lodge. But I will give you experience that I had going to dances. Is that quite all right? 
Well, when we start going to dances, you paid 10 cents. In going in the porch was a little wicket. You gave the man at the wicket 10 cents. But the females didn't have to pay. They got in free of charge. <laughs> so you've went in, you danced all night, long as you want, till daylight if you want to. But the SUF Lodge Hall was a place for socials, gatherings, uh, for teas. Uh, the ACW always had the hall for their annual tea. Easter Monday was their night to have soup and sandwiches and a dance. Uh, they also had socials for the men that was going overseas and was coming from overseas. They were coming home for our leaf. The three congregations would always have a big spread for them and a dance for those people that was coming home. Uh, Everything that went down in the church, Anglican church, it was always held in the SUF hall. They had these big spreads. They would have soup suppers and the dances. And that's what you paid, 10 cents. But then it gradually went up, went up, went up. <laughs> it got costly after, I think. But that's what the SUF hall was, as my knowing was really generous for socials and gatherings, weddings. <laughs> Remember my first dance in the SUFR, it was what we called, Eugene is well acquainted with this, the Girls' Friendly Society. And after our tea, the Girls' Friendly would have a social, and after that, we would have a dance. And I was only 13 years old, when all the boys got her. So when I seen all the big men coming in, I'm only 13 years old. So this young chap come over and said to me, will you go to the dance? I said, I don't know dance. <laughs> he said, well, I'll show you. I'll put you through. <laughs> anyway, I got out in the dance, and as Eugene just said now, it was the Lancers. And I'll tell you what, now that's when I learned the Lancers from this young chap who's passed on there. And when I was finished, we had, was four in a square. You know, it's that four for a square. The rest of the boys come on and said, when did you learn to dance? I said, I never learned till tonight. <laughs> they said, boy, you didn't do a bad job for your first time. But anyway, it was great fun in the SUF hall. But I got to tell you this one. I think I told you, Gina, person. There was a dance in there this night. Now, we were taught on all Twelfth Night that the water turns to wine. <laughs> and the animals needles on their knuckles, on their knees, to have their prayers. So this young fellow, a cousin of my husband's, he said, I'm going to make sure that that water is going to turn to wine. So across the fisherman's hall, as you all know, it's a river. So he went and got a bucket. When he came out through the porch, the boy said, Where are you going, buddy? He said, I'm going to the river, get water. I watch her turn to wine. <laughs> but anyway, he took the bucket to go watch her turn to wine. 
He wasn't gone very long when he come back. The boy said, what happened? I got afraid he said, I'll come back. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening to me. Shirley Bragg there. Uh, what, a, what an entertaining lady. She was great. <laughs> I, I think she's got a ton of stories to tell. You have um, to go back and do an interview. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go back and sit down with her and get some of her her early memories. I think I think she was one of the people that the Mummers Festival interviewed at one point as well, talking about the ribbon fools. And I think she's on their uh, cod liver oil. Oh, app, the app that uh, they've well. done, which is yeah. great. And we had a podcast about that. You can go back and uh, and look for that uh, for that episode on on the Pooch Cove cod liver oil app. And if you have a story about the SUF in Pooch Cove or another society. Uh, uh, of United Fishermen's building or um, activities that took place there, feel free to reach out to us. Our email is livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com. And our, our phone number in the office is 1-888-739-1892. You've been listening to the Living Heritage Podcast co-production of Heritage NL and CHMR Radio at Memorial University. You can find previous episodes on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. We're on Twitter at HFNLCA. Do you have a question or a suggestion about an aspect of culture and heritage you want us to explore? Send us your mail and we'll do our best to answer it in an upcoming show. Email us at livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Lache Swing. Thanks for listening.